This is Get Unstuck Radio episode 13, Revenue Recovery with Dee Bowden. Welcome to Get Unstuck Radio, the place to brainstorm with you on business and life strategy. To get unstuck with system automation and delegation. And also to get clarity for sustainable business and lifestyle. I'm your host, Mukita Panmuk. Let's get unstuck. Hi, everyone. Please welcome with me, Dee Bowden, CEO and founder of BCS Solution, a revenue recovery company that helps business to untangle the money disconnect and recover lost revenue, lost money, and mitigate business decline. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dee. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon. Good morning. Good, a- good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. Wherever you listen to this fabulous podcast around the world. Again, I'm Dee Bowden with BCS Solution Matita. Thank you so much for this opportunity to talk to your, your audience about all things money and all things cash flow. Um, in the midst of this, uh, <laughs> this worldwide pandemic, we have to talk about money. It's like, ugh. <laughs> I know. Of, it's kind of one of those things where we kind of wish like we wish we didn't have to do it, but we do. So if it's okay with you, I'll kind of tell you a little bit about my background and how come this is so important. Is that okay? So yeah, awesome. go ahead. I'm originally from, so um, I'm not sure where, where, where your listeners are in the world, but I'm originally from Boston. So I'm a sports fan. I love football and jazz and hot air balloon rides and Ferris wheels. Those are my fun things. Um, I have been in the receivables management collections contract administration for over 10 years. And how I got here was actually working for, so I'll tell you a story. Um, so I worked for a small company excuse me, outside of Boston, where I'm from, there was a small IT firm, about 100 people or so. And um, they had, they sold software, software licenses, computers, mouses, everything with IT. So I was hired as a collector part-time to come in and recover a bunch of past due accounts. So basically all these sales had been done, but the money had been collected. So they had $8 million worth of sales on the books, but not in the bank, which is, it was $8 million worth of sales on the books, not in the bank. So when they gave me, when I got hired, they're like, hey, D, welcome to our company. I'm like, oh, cool. So they're like, here's your list of accounts. You need to go figure out how come we're owed this money. So I did. So in 60 days, I recovered six, point, I recovered $6 million while working part-time. Now, $8 million of sales, outstanding, phenomenal. But the sales had been completed. The orders had been issued. The invoices had been sent. But the money had not been collected. And that's where I come in. So I collected $6 million. Um, got it done part-time, which was great. And then the CEO says, listen, we need to have, come downstairs and have a chat. <laughs> so I kind of joke and say, if, if anybody has a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, a sweetheart or, or boo or booette, and they say, we have a chat, that's kind of a clue, a cue for, this is not a good, this is not a good sign today. We need to, we have chat. We're like, no, nah, I don't want to chat. And I'm like, no, we're going to talk today. So we're going downstairs. We have this conversation and he says, listen, I want to thank you so much for your, your, your time. We appreciate everything everybody has done, but we've made an executive decision and we're closing the company. You've got 30 minutes to vacate the building. This is two months before Christmas. So I get hired to recover this money. I recover the money as a part of my team. Everybody loses their job and we're like devastated because as a, you know, we're talking less than a hundred people everybody's lives was turned upside down two months before Christmas. And so from that, you know, after I got myself back together, I was like, you know what? I want to work on helping small businesses not end up here again, because somebody or somebody's like, I think it was the sales department and the contracts department and the order department. 
everybody operated in silos. Everybody did, did everything separately. Nobody really talked. And so I figured out that in order to change this, the, the different departments need to talk, particularly sales and collections, because you got to sell the product or service and then you got to get paid for it. And if those two aren't talking, that can end up being a big mess. And that's, that's why BCS Solutions was formed, was to do two things, which is one, to work with small businesses, um, small and medium-sized businesses to do, to do two things. One, know how much money is, is going on in your sales, how many sales you have outstanding, how many customers do you have? And then secondly, how much money are you supposed to be collecting? And then what to do when it's 30 days past due, 60 days past due, 90 days past due, and how to recover it. And so that's how I got started. <laughs> how can this problem happen? Why is about oh, cash flow then? So, so how it happens is this. So for example, if you have, let's say you have a, let's say you have a contract with a, a customer and you provided, let's say, okay, I'm, I, I'll use it through a story. So you have a customer that you sold. What do you, what, for example, what do you sell? So I sell consulting service. Yeah. Okay, right. So let's say, let's say you had a hundred thousand dollar consulting service contract with a customer and you consulted, let's say for 90 days. And then you were supposed to get paid after the 91st, after your 90 days are up. And then it's been another 30 days, another 30 days, another 30 days. And you keep calling them. Hey, you know, we, we had an agreement. You, I said I was going to provide you consulting services, and this and this and this. And you go down your list of all the things you're going to deliver to them. And you look up and you're like, and I keep, I, keep, I keep trying to get paid and they keep blowing me off. They're going to answer my calls, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to wonder like what's going on. And so if you, if, so take you times a lot times, you know, lots of other companies and they're having running up against the same thing because let's say, your consulting services were provided. You had a checklist of things you were supposed to do. You did it correctly. You keep checking in. Hey, is everything good? Is everything okay? Are there any problems? Oh yeah, everything's fine. Then you look up and you're like, hmm, well, how can, if everything is fine, how come I haven't gotten paid? Then you're gonna say, oh, that's a problem. Then you're gonna call up your customer or, their, or if they have an accounts payable department, you get the people who you send the bill to, you're gonna call them and say, hey, I'm a tutor. You know, I'm, I'm calling about my contract number, blah, 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 my invoice number. And they're like, oh, well, we never got it. Well, I, I shows here I re, I re, that I sent it and, you, and I have a receipt for this, but we never got it. You know, so, detail, so details like that. So for example, how it can happen is number one, the invoices were not sent to the right department. That's number one. Number two, you in your contract, they said deliver these things. You said that you did or you didn't, or you forgot something, and then they're like, oh, that's a problem. So for example, it's probably easier to understand it from orders. You know how when you go, you go to actually to say, um, let's say Amazon or, or, or not, and you ordered 10 mugs. So if you ordered 10 mugs and you only got eight, well, you're, not get, you're not gonna get paid for the 10 because you only got eight. You still owe them the two. So the, the, order, the order was not fully delivered, so they're not gonna pay you for, the, for everything you promised them until you deliver everything. Same thing in consulting. So for example, if you had five things in, in your agreement between you and your customer, you said, we're gonna do this, 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 and you did four of the five, you still owe them one more service or one more product. They're not gonna pay you in full until you deliver everything. So that can happen. Another way it can happen is that if the information on the invoice was not correct, let's say you know they told you to, to write invoice number A, B, C, D, and E, and you wrote, a, B, C, and F. Well, that's not the right invoice number. 
So that's a problem. So it's all these little nuances that people don't pay attention to because they're so focused on getting the sale. But if you have, expect to get paid, you have to do the follow-up. And I, I tell my tell customers all the time, you have to track how, you know, the, the state of your account. So you need to know what's the name of your customer, what's the contract number, how much is it for, what should they buy from you? When are you supposed to deliver the product or service? And when are you supposed to bill? And then when are you supposed to get paid? And if you know, if you notice, if you haven't got, if you have, you know, net 30 terms, which means basically you do a service and you get paid within 30 days, on the 31st day, you haven't gotten paid, you gotta be on the phone or sending an email to follow up and find out what happened. This happens a lot because, you know, it's also the other thing is relationships. Most of us, you know, we have to build, even you and I, we build that relationship through LinkedIn. So we're building a relationship and we don't want to mess up that relationship. So you don't, you, you don't, people don't really get comfortable or don't really want to ask their customer for money because they're like, if I ask them for money, they may not do give me any future, any future business. But here's the thing. You had to build a relationship with them in the beginning to get the work in the first place. That's how you did sale. You did sale. You, you did yeah. a presentation. You talked to them. You told them we can do this, 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 and this, and fix your problem or solve your problem or make things better or whatever you told them. Yeah. Cool thing. But the sales presentation is probably easier because of course you're, you know, you're presenting the solution to the problem or the service. But when it comes to asking for money, most people would rather go get a root canal than have to ask somebody for money because it's like, I don't want to do that. But you can't sell and provide a service and not get paid. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They all, they all, they all go together. You got to sell something, product or service, you got to provide it, then you got to get paid. I, I'm in the get paid lane and I want to make sure that you get paid. But it's a lot of times it's, it's, it's invoicing problems, it's, it's services problems, and then and it's relationships. A lot of people just don't want to have to go ask. And so they'll, they'll, they'll neglect that part and they won't ask, but they need to. Normally when I'm on a sales call or any strategy call, right, and I get too close to them, I ask for credit card right away and I make a payment right away. And then the invoice will come afterwards. So within like, 20, no, not even 24 hours, it's going to be within hours and also contract, like follow up. That would be the best thing ever because I wouldn't hang off the phone without having money in the bank. Exactly. Right. Now, see, now that's your business in terms of consulting and, and coaching. That's, that's what would happen. What I'm describing more is in like products, services. Mm. That, and so, where, so, so you have a, a, a sales order. You got to fulfill the order. Then you got to bill for the order. Then you got to deliver the order. Then you got to get paid. That's more of what I'm talking about. And that's, that's been my experience. That's what I talk more about. But wow. if it's my side or yours, you could do yours where you have, right, you don't get off the phone with the sales call until you actually swipe the credit card. But you still even have to make sure that it went through. <laughs> I know. You got to make sure it went through. You still got to make sure it went through. One way or the other, one way or the other you got to collect your money. You're either collecting it on the front end or the back end, the business, the business, the business, the government standpoint around collecting it on the back end, because you know, normally it's, it's the, 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 the sales process, the sales cycle, the invoicing cycle, it's a lot longer, but the principles are still the same because you, you still got to sell. You still have to have some type of agreement. You still got to provide a product or a service. You still have to bill for it. And you, in my lane, you still got to get paid. You just happen to have a way that makes it easier where you can just swipe the credit card and get paid right then. But if there's a problem, let's say, let's say, let's say, okay. Bank transform. Yeah. Bank transform. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. going to take days. Yeah. 
I used to like be a share with the franchise company and I know the chaotic part of the back end, but I didn't tracking those financial part when I was in that company. So mm-hmm. yeah, that seems like a many milestone checkpoint along the way. And if there is no one like you to like spot the leaking point, right? That's going to be catastrophe. Like you just mentioned how much money we lost, but I really like your, your quote unquote that you say, we don't have money problem, but we do have system problem. Mm-hmm. Because I am a system geek, I can say that because that's what I do on daily basis. Yeah. And yeah. how can like small business, even like the very small one. So let's say the close audience that we are talking currently, I believe mostly they are like solopreneur with contractors or those who having not over 30 people within the business and mostly remote. How can they improve the cash flow and like improve this follow up and collecting money in their business then? Well, one of the first things they can do is is okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use an Excel an Excel example because not not that I get paid for by Microsoft Excel, but this is the best. This it's the system that I know the best and I can explain it. So one of the ways you if, if you're a solopreneur or a small business, you have to track your your accounts. So I'll give it to you this way. The way I explain it this way. Number one, if you, if you use Excel, just, you can use something else, but I'm going to teach you through Excel because that's what I know how to do. So, for example, if you have five accounts, you need to have a, in your Excel spreadsheet, tab one would be the, all of the names of your customers. Tab two, what's the contract number or order number, if, if you have that. Tab three, how much is the contract for? Let's say you, you, have, five, you have five customers and each one of them pay you $10,000. That's, that's it. So tab one is the name of your customer. Tab two is the contract number. Tab three, how much is the contract for? Tab four, what did they buy from you? You need to tell them what they, you know, keep track of what they bought from you. Tab six, when are you supposed to deliver the product or service? Tab seven, when did you submit the invoice? Tab eight, when's the money supposed to come in? And then tab nine, if you have a salesperson, the name of that salesperson, because he or she, if, if I mean, if your company has, has grown to the point where you have a salesperson, Having that salesperson along along that record or that tracking is it helps it helps him or her be accountable to make sure that that sale with that everything that went along with that sale happened. So, for example, your salesperson did the presentation. They on your on behalf of your company, they got you the contract. Well, you want to track. You want them to be a part of this because yes, they'll get the sale and they may get the commission. But you want to make sure not only do they get their commission, but the product is delivered, the service is delivered. You invoice correctly, and most importantly, you get paid. So that's 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 what I would tell you, regardless. You know what I just described. That's how I would tell you to track it, and that way, you and you know. And now I know some people they're like, Excel is too cumbersome. I understand that, but like I said, this is you asked me. It's my story, so I use Excel. It's really clear. I mean, this make is- it clear, right? But if but if you don't like Excel, here's nothing. You can get a big a big whiteboard, and and create the columns do the exact same thing. Now I joke and say, I joke and say that there's probably an app that will do the same thing. You know as a systems person, it probably is an app. You can just punch it in the phone and we're good. I don't know. But I'm old school so I like Excel because I like I like to see things big or you can have a big white board, you know, the big whiteboard and just write it down. But the point is is that keeping track of it so that you know and you can do that for every single month. So I use Excel because, like I said, you can just set it up. This is the month of May. So you can have May, what I just described, and then June, and then July. 
Or if you do it, you know, quarterly, you could do the first three months of the year, March, January, February, March. Okay, March, April, May, June, July, August, etc. The point is, is that it's it's the way, it's the easiest way to track what you have so that you know. It's kind of, it's kind of like having a budget. You know, I'm on you know, this most people don't, don't like budgets. But why do people don't like budgets? Because that means you got to write down everything of what's going on. Oh, okay. I have this problem with all of my clients. I mean, first thing I'm going to ask them, how are the tasks that you have been doing? They don't even want to tell me. I know. Exactly. So see, now you, so now you, you understand. So this makes sense because I try, to, I try to explain this in ways so that it makes sense and people feel like, okay, this is not so bad. And I try to, I, you know, I try to have, make it fun because I'm, I know that you know, running a business has many moving parts. You've got sales, you've got operations, you've got marketing. In our world, you've got social media. You gotta manage all of these moving parts all the time. But at the end of the day, if you don't have any sales, you don't have any customers, you're not providing a product or a service, and you're not billing for it, you're not getting paid, you're not gonna be in business long. And 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 my heart, my heart is sensitive to the to the small businesses that are chasing the next sale and may have money that's left on the table but they're not going after it because they're nervous about it. I don't want you to be nervous about it. You, you did the work you need to get paid. Yeah, exactly. You did the work you need to get paid. I mean, I remember there was one time that I forgot to ask for credit card and I hung up already and I couldn't get back to that person like for a long time, like long time, like years. So I just mm-hmm. gave up. Oh, that's bad. That's a very bad feeling. So, um, Let's get back to the five ways to secure the cash flow journey that you have been like promoting on this. Um, walk us to a little bit about these five simple steps that right now, whoever listen right now, pay attention, you can secure <laughs> your cash flow. I mean, this is a real deal. Right. So number one, securing your cash flow, the five steps. Number one, you got to identify, you have to, first of all, you got to set a goal. You have to, first of all, you have to identify that you have a problem. That would be like part of step one, but you got to set a goal. So how much money is outstanding? And then are you going to set a goal to go get after it? That would be the first one. You got to set a goal. Number two, you need to identify the easy accounts. And when I say by easy accounts, I'm talking more corporately. So I'm talking like current zero to 30, 31 to 60, 61 to 90 and above. But I'm saying the easy accounts because you... Most people who are in business know you have some, some customers that are really easy to deal with. You know, you give them a call. Hey, John. Hey, Sue. You know, you forgot to submit. Oh, no problem. We'll submit it to you. Other customers, you're like, you got to take a deep breath because you know when you get on the phone with them, you're like, oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. We, we get ready to get into it. But, um, we, but hey, we all have them. We all, I mean, none of, us, none, of us have any, none of us have it totally 100% smooth with every customer. And I say that jokingly, but... I also want to put the, the real part of business because sometimes you do have customers that are a little more taxing and you do have to take a deep breath because you know when you get on the phone with that one, you're like, oh boy. But that's why I tell you to identify the easy accounts first so that you, because basically when you identify the easy accounts, that gives you momentum. You feel like, okay, if I got this, if I first got this, this first early, this easy money up front, you're like, okay. It's kind of like, you know, you get that stamina. You're like, Okay, cool. I got this. And then, and then you go. You have to go deal with the bigger account. So let's say you have a hundred thousand, a hundred dollar account. You get that money. You're like, yes. Now I got to go get a thousand dollar account. Okay, cool. Because then it's the same. It's the same steps. It's the same process. 
but you feel more energized and you feel more confident, you can go and do this and you can get it. And if you have a, a customer that's a little more challenging, you just have to take some more breaths. You may have to get yourself some more water <laughs> and get ready because you know it's going to be a little bit. But hey, that's part of it. And the thing is, you can't, you can't, run, you can't run from the difficult things. You know, collections sometimes can be really taxing and most people are like, I don't want to do this, but you can't, you, you, you can't be in business and you can't run from what's difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you get money back into your pocket, yep. well, that's feel good. Yeah. It does. It definitely feel good. So number one is set a goal. Number two is identify the easy accounts. Number three, I believe you have to believe you can collect the money. And that's yeah. a mindset thing. People are like, are you serious? I'm very serious. Because here's the thing. Just like you had to believe that you have to, when you started your business, you believed that your product or service would be the next best thing to hit the planet. Why you started your business? Because you said, okay, so-and-so does this, but I do this so much better. So I'm going to do this. And so you created your business. Well, you got to believe just as you believed your business was created to answer a problem or service in the world. You got to believe that you can collect your money. You got to believe that you provided an excellent product or service to your customer and you have to believe that you can get your money back. You, and, and, and then, you know, it's kind of like you have to talk to yourself and tell yourself, yep, I'm getting this money today. It's just like, it's just like if you were a salesperson and you have a quota that you're going, you, you got to meet, you got to tell yourself, yep, I'm getting these sales. So they want the same regard. You got to tell yourself I'm collecting my money because I'm owed it. I've, I have provided an excellent product or service and I deserve to get paid and I don't want to lose any money. So you got to tell yourself that. So you set a goal, identify the easy accounts. You believe it can be collected. Number four, write it down. I'm a big proponent for writing things down. You got to be able to see it. You got to see, yes, yes, thank you. You got to be able to see it before you see it. Man, you got to see it on, like I said, I talked about the, 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 the whiteboard. You got to see it on the board. I mean, you know, you probably know this from dealing with, with, your, with your customers or your clients. You have them write things down. You ask, they keep asking you, why, Matita, why, Matita, why do I keep writing write this down? Because I want you to be able to look at this. I want you to be able to see. You got to see this because when you see this, then you'll get energized. You go, yep, I can make this happen. Am I, am I right? Yeah. I am so surprised none of my customer note. And that's like somehow makes me very frustrated because like I feel like I'm become their secretary somehow that I have to write everything. Because I had to brief them back and give them the whole picture. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Why don't people write more? I don't know why. It's a lot easier. Well, you know what? You know what? I, don't, I think, well let's, well, let's talk about it. Because I think the reason why they don't write it down is because here's the thing. When you, when, you have, when you have to write it down, it becomes real. It really, mm -hmm. When you write it down, think about it. So, okay, okay for example, if you're in debt, this is a perfect example. Of when oh, you're yeah, in, yeah. Okay, you're going to love this. When you're in debt, what are the first thing they ask you? Okay, get out your statement from your credit card. Okay. And people already, people already start sweating. You're like, well, I don't want to do that part either. And I'm like, okay. So you get it. And then you're like, ooh, I owe this much. And then when you see it in black and when you see it on the paper, but then when you have to write it out and, and tell somebody else, I owe this. And it's like, because then, number one, when you write it down, you see it in black and white and then you have then you gotta take a deep breath because it's like oh i'm responsible for this yeah i got it i got it. I, i'm responsible for either how, i'm responsible for how come i got in this much debt <laughs> and then secondly i'm responsible for how am i going to get out of it and a lot of times 
taking that, taking, deciding to take that responsibility to get out of debt is like, that means I got to get some help. Yeah, you do. Cause you don't know how to do this by yourself. And, and, there, and here's the thing, there's nothing wrong with getting the help because if you look, if you look at the best and brightest people in the world, most of them have a coach or a consultant or a mentor to teach you what you don't know. Because if you could do this all by yourself, you would have done it all by yourself. You would have done it already. I don't care what it is. You losing weight, getting out of debt, um, drinking more water, eating healthier, pick your pick your lane. I don't care what it is. Somebody if you if you could do if you could do it and manage it really, really well, you would have already done it. But you can't. So the the, the better part is to acknowledge that you're okay, i I got this mess. I need some help and I need to, I need to find out who who can help me who can help me get better at this and who will not make me feel ashamed because I'm in this mess because that's the difference because you can have the mess but if people make you feel bad well you should have known and blah, 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 blah. like I don't know, nobody wants to nobody wants to be spoken to nobody wants to be spoken to like that nobody wants to feel like you know they're dumb or they don't understand or whatever it is I need somebody who's going to help me peel back the layers and go, okay, how did this happen? Or what happened? And then keep, and, and, the, and the, I've learned the best way is, okay, just, all right, let me do this. Tell me the story. Let's, let's talk about it. Tell me the story. And then you got to be prepared when you're writing down notes. And because you want to understand what were the disconnects? What were the, what were the signs that kept coming up that you missed because you were so focused on something else? Same thing in business. Same thing in business. How do you end up with, with a lot, like in, in the case of the story I mentioned, how do you end up with $8 million worth of sales on the books? Because you were so focused on getting the next sale and the next sale and the next sale. And the sales department and the collections department never spoke because the sales guys and ladies were like, hey, I'm getting the sale, I'm getting my commission, we're good. I'm not, you don't have your, you didn't collect your money, that's not my problem. And that's it. And, that, and because you operate separately, and they're not, you're not talking. It's like, well, why should I be concerned about you? Well, because we're part of the team, which is why when I said earlier about writing down all of, all of the, the part, all the components, components, excuse me, is to show, yes, you got the sale. Yep. And you're responsible for your part of your part of the business of being successful is that yes, you got the sale. Then somebody has to manage a contract. And if somebody has, has to fulfill the order and somebody has to bill, somebody has to collect it's all part of it it might even if the person who's listening to me listen to me right now you might be the only person that's doing all of that but if you can see your 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 plan you can go okay i know right now and then you realize oh i do need help I, eventually you hope to, if you're a solopreneur the goal is for you to eventually just get help you just get a salesperson and to get an accountant or a bookkeeper to do this but you still got to be able to see what's going on. So, so back to how do you recover your cash flow? Set a goal, number one, identify the easy accounts. Number two, believe it can be collected. Number three, and that like we're now, we've spent a lot of time talking about writing it down because this is so important because you have to, you really do have to be able to see it before you can see it. Because if you don't, if you won't, if you won't identify what's going on and what's going right and wrong, you don't know where to, where you got to make corrections and, and, and then and improvements. Business wouldn't work further along because of revenue problem, because of cash flow problem. We know that like they couldn't survive further because of that. And this will answer 
many more further related problems. Like right now, we discovered the leaking point in the spreadsheet. But then we found out about the team building problem. We found out about leadership problem. And further and further, like one problem leads to the next solution. And that's how it keeps going, right? Yep. Yeah. And what about number five? Okay. So after number five, after number five is affirm it. Affirm it is to, is to take, is, I believe in, in celebrations. People are like, are you serious? I'm like, yep. Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And here's why. If you think about it, if you if you've had to set goals and then I figure out that you've got a problem, you know, in your business and then you've got to work through work through the problem to get to a plan, then you've got to identify, you know, what are you going to work on? Then you've got to believe it can be like you've got to gear yourself up so you can go go after it. Then you've got to affirm it. I'm sorry, write it down, and then you have to affirm it. The affirmation is is to is to celebrate is to celebrate what you, what you were able to accomplish. And I think sometimes, even though it's, it's, it seems kind of corny, but when you celebrate the fact that you were able to recover that money and, and you were able to meet payroll and, and, and plan for, for future marketing and plan for social, social media and plan for all those things, you, that, that affirmation of you getting that money is the, yes, I did this. And what it does is, you know, you get, you know, as I said earlier, you, you know, you celebrate, but you're celebrating because number one, you were able to fig figure out a problem that is that had been that had been bogging down your business, and you were able to work through all the mazes and you got the money back. And not only that, if you have you if you have other employees that are depending upon you, you get to celebrate with them because you get to meet payroll, you get to do sales, you get to do advertising, you get to do many more things, and hopefully you'll you'll be on on the path to grow your business and that's why i believe you need to you need to celebrate it. i call it affirmation but i'm like yeah you need to celebrate that because you know because you can you can be on the grind so long and so hard that you're push 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 and you never stop and it's like no you need to you need to celebrate that i i that's personally one of my personal beliefs you need to celebrate along the way and then you get right back after it <laughs> but you need to you need to kind of put a put a pause and say Let's have some fun. Let's let's celebrate. And it, it doesn't have to be anything elaborate, but I it's just one of my personal beliefs that you need to have a pause, a pause break, celebrate, celebrate your wins. Because like if you think about it, on the sales side, when the when the sales teams, when if you've, if you've worked with any sales team, when they when they do, when they meet their quarter, they party. I'm like, well, you I I learned that from them. I'm like, well, if they sell product, we need this party on this side. We need to celebrate get, getting this money. <laughs> Yeah, financial people not so much outspoken, right? I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, but that's very important. I also personally believe in that, that all the small wins collectively, it leads to the big wins and that is the goal, right? Ultimately. Yeah. And of course, we have to change from surviving to thriving. I think that's very yes. important. But these five steps is not end just that. It has to go back in a cycle, I believe. All these five steps, we have to like, keep it going, the dynamic, the momentum, have to keep going, make it as a habit because this is a good habit to have. Yeah, exactly. And that's what, that's what we're talking about because we're talking about, you know, so, and how to secure your cash flow. You can't secure your cash flow if, number one, you don't know how many accounts are outstanding and, and, and what bucket do they fall in. So, for example, how many, uh, how many accounts are in the, the current bucket, like right now today? How many accounts are in this zero to 30 bucket? 31 to 60, 61 to 90, 90 and above. You got to know that. If you are a business owner, 
solopreneur or or not you do need to know how many accounts do you have you need to be able to track that because you because you're gonna you, you you need to know how many sales how, how much money did you bring in in sales you know how okay what's the amount of the contract and then how much money did you bring in in sales what did they buy from you okay let's say let's say right now all right right now in the middle of this 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 um pandemic some place some places aren't able to ship as quickly because things are on back order okay well if they ordered 10 widgets from you and they you can't you can't get them the 10 widgets well that's a problem so you need to know okay i may not that sale that that was a potential sale that was supposed to happen but it's not going to happen because i can't i can't deliver so if you can't you got the say you have the potential order and then you have you're supposed to deliver the order and then you can't deliver the order so you can't bill and you can't get paid that's why i talked earlier about tracking of all the tracking of all your information so you know what's going on and then you know i forgot to add one other column which is basically notes <laughs> you probably would appreciate this because it's like having notes on your accounts because if there's if there's a problem if there's a problem with one of your accounts how will you know if you don't track it mm. Mm. how yeah. will you know like for example okay like you like you mentioned earlier Martina, you said you said you do consulting so you offer a consulting uh, consulting services and let's say you have let's say you have five five customers I would assume you've got, you know, the, the contract set up, your whatever you're, you're consulting on, your product, your service, what you teach them, and you probably have notes. Okay, in week one, we covered this. And we, I, I taught them this, 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 and this. And they, you're like, okay, of the five concepts, they got two. Like, okay, we have concepts to go over because they didn't get it. Well, I gotta, you know, you have to track, track your progress of, of what they bought from you and then what did you teach them or what are you serving them so that they, you know yep this is happening and this is happening and then the thing is you'll you'll know based on 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 the response of your your customer whether what you're teaching or delivering or serving them they got it or not there's one yeah. way they're gonna tell you i before that i have problem because like it's quite bespoke the system part of the business creating the operational system and the problem i found is that i couldn't give them the real result and the success like fast win or something after i i changed the business model and i focus on two customer journey at the same time it's the same flow so from our side like back inside that how we make them happy and also for mm -hmm. themselves how they do make themselves happy as well and that's the game changer for me so this is very important d i mean I believe anyone who listen right now have to step back and look at your spreadsheet. How do you track things? Oh. I always tell everyone surrounded me that at least don't automate your accounting part or financial part. Please do it yourself and see the money. I mean, that's very important. Like I stopped doing this monthly subscription, like make it pay through my credit card every month i stop doing that i prefer to pay it like with myself insert mm -hmm. once a year one i got discount because i paid the whole year right okay yep yep two because i get to control when i will pay and for me that's very important yeah 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 absolutely, absolutely. and yeah please at least this is the only thing that i encourage everyone not to automate you have to see the number you have to take notes i mean this is your money yeah and it's interesting too because you know as as much as we you know we we, we love automation and and you know don't and you know and i well 
I'm old school, so yeah, I, I agree with you. Automa I mean, automation has it has its place, but even even if you automate, you still I you you still need to have your own set of records because you automation is this. Somebody sits and they they data enter information. One keystroke, because I do I deal with this all the time. One keystroke, one one wrong data entry error one wrong letter number whatever you got this this monstrosity of a problem like what i call untangle you know fix the disconnect untangling that because okay let's say i type in your last name p-a-m-o-o-k and i pay punched in instead of k i punched in a c that's not your last name but but I, if i don't go back and fix and correct your last name somebody else is going to get charged for your services you're like, this ain't mine. Yes, it is. It says your name. No, it's not. My last name is spelled with a K, not a C. Oh. <laughs> but no, seriously. But but these these things happen. People 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 like, are you serious? Do you know Do you know how many Do you know how many data entry errors are made every single day because somebody did not go back and double check? You talking about automating things? You. The, the, uh, the automated, automated system is as good as the information that is input into it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Say that again. <laughs> I mean, that's really the, the automated system is only as good as the information that is put, that is entered into it. And if you, you partially or whoever supports you doesn't stop to reconcile, confirm, review, assess, whatever word you need, the data, then if you don't fix it on the front end, it can be an administrative nightmare on the back end. And see all this beautiful gray hair? <laughs> I couldn't imagine how you have to go back and then like check every line. Oh my gosh, that's going to be a nightmare. Well, here, here's the thing. That's what, that's what auditors, that's what, that's what auditors do. Think about it. Auditors do that all the time. When they do an audit on your books, on your records, what are they looking for? Something came across that looked a little suspicious and they want to know, what's this? You got to go scramble. Now, when we talked about keeping what I talked earlier this whole time, about tracking all your stuff, that's why. Because if you, if, and I'm, you know, I'm not a big fan of the auditors in any way, shape, or form, but the point is, if you don't keep good records, if and when there is a problem, you won't have to scramble to find all your records. Have you ever had to have some? You have had somebody bring you all their stuff, and they got a pile of paper. You're like, "Good night." What is this <laughs> right? But but because now to to the point about automation. Now, yes, could they have all that pile of paper automated? Absolutely. But could they also have the folder set up? For those documents, absolutely. All, all, all of this stuff is is tied to how you manage your cash flow because keeping good records, keeping track of your accounts, keeping track of your customers, keeping track of your orders, you gotta know the state of the bouncing ball all the time. So if you don't want to automate, you gotta you gotta set up old school, you gotta set up Excel, you gotta set up the files, you have to do this and you have to pay attention to it. And the other piece of, of good of good cash flow is good customer service. You know, I believe I believe collections is two things. I believe collections is problem solving number one, and number two 
is customer service. I'm sure you know this because you, you have customers and obviously, you know, you, you're building relationships, you're working on solving problems, et cetera, et cetera. But you gotta, you gotta solve the problem for the customer, but you also gotta maintain good customer service. And that means is if, there's a, if there's an issue or concern or whatever it is, address it and fix it so that you can keep, you can keep the ball moving. And 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 in collections, I, my 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 relationships have all of the the money the, all the money that I've ever collected has been built on building relationships. Number one, number two, I happen to like solving problems. People are like, I've never met anybody who likes doing this, but I said, well, that's what collectors do. That's what we do. We collect we collect money, but we solve the problem because if you're if you're if we're not if we're not solving the money problem, you're not going to be in business long because you won't have any money to be able to do the things you need to do. And that's why I love what I do because it's 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 twofold. Oh my gosh. Wow. You make me chill right now. Like anyone, please watch this carefully and take notes. I have tons of notes right here and I need to make change in what I'm doing currently. So thank you so much, Dee. In case anyone interested to work with you, how can they reach out to you then? Oh, sure. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you so much for this opportunity to be, to be here. This has been such a fun interview. I have thoroughly enjoyed myself. I'm having fun. So here's, D. Bowden. So I'm on Facebook at D. Bowden. The website for, for BCS Solutions is www.collectthecash.biz. That's www.collectthecash.biz. So D. Bowden on, face, on Facebook, D. Bowden on LinkedIn, Bowden D. on Instagram. But again, go to www.collectthecash.biz. If you have any accounts that are over 30 days, 60 days, 90 days past due, there's a calendar. You can actually schedule a free 30-minute conversation with me. We can talk about your accounts, and then we can come up with a strategy on how to help, help you either collect it yourself or hire our BCS solutions to help you recover your money. But that's how you can reach me. Yeah. Let's solve your cash flow problem, everyone. Thank you again, Dee. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Unstuck Radio. If you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new show every week. I would love to if you left us the review. If you want to get unstuck, check my 5-step entrepreneur freedom formula for scaling your business without sacrificing your lifestyle at worldwideweb.extraordinarilybymutita.com forward slash freedom. Speak then.